Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Denise, hello again, series four. I know, and the summer's over. The summer's like, <laughs> well, our summer was on a Tuesday. I don't know about yours. Oh, no, well, we had, we, we had the excessive summer over here. We yeah, no, no crazy. It's crazy. Been, it's been miserable in England, miserable. Yeah. Absolutely miserable. And down south as well. Usually, if we're having it bad up here, it, it comes on the weather, you know, it's 16 or 17 degrees up here, and it shows London at 27. No, uh, yeah. not this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the temperatures are, re are returning to normal temperatures now. So it's, it's warm. It's nice to go for a walk. It's not bad at all. But you and I were chit-chatting a little bit before we opened up here. What are we going to talk about this time? And I was, I'm going to be very honest here. Mm -hmm. I don't consider this a vulnerable statement, but I am going to be honest. My sleep schedule has gone completely to pot in the last two or three months. Because you're human. Yes, I know. But, <laughs> but I am, you know, I refuse to go to bed unless I know I'm going to sleep because I do not wish to lie in bed looking at the ceiling. Right. Okay. So, fair enough. So I go through my routine around 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Okay. And, and I can't turn off. Right. And I, is that racing I, thoughts, so, is it? Well, I don't know if they're racing, but they just keep coming. And and it's, you know, I, I do, I'm very bad. I do play with my computer a lot. Admittedly, it's an iPad at that time of day. Okay. And I answer emails from all over the world. I answer you because you're getting up when I should have been in bed. Yeah. Normally, <laughs> you would expect me to answer in the morning, but, oh, look, I'm here. Hi, mm. Martin. Okay. <laughs> so, all of those things are very bad, but yeah. hypnosis does help. And I, I know, obviously, since I do this all the time for a living, that I should be using it to help me sleep. I know, but it's a case <laughs> of the cobbler's children, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Do they have that expression as, over there as well? Yes. Well, yeah. I, I, I've given it to them if they don't have You've it. Given it to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the first thing you mentioned there, though, or one of the first things you mentioned was using your iPad late at night. That's that blue light thing, isn't it? You know, mm -hmm. it's the worst kind of light you can have because it's keeping your brain cells going and fired up. Right. Same thing with the television. I should let my, my husband goes to bed ridiculously early because he gets up ridiculously early, mm, like your, your friend. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I should take my evening medicines, turn every all, off everything. I should read a book. I used to read books. And I have become so addicted to commu instant communication. I think we all have, though. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know. And I've got to reprogram my subconscious. Nobody whether we can help. <laughs> I think I think it all is, though, isn't it? Everybody's so used to getting instant replies or expecting instant replies. You know, it's the. Mm -hmm. The thing when somebody replies to a text after a week, it's like, well, if I wanted to wake a week, I would have posted you a letter. <laughs> Over here, you'd wait forever then. Yeah. And never get there. But yeah, but, and it's the assumption that everything is going to be instances, instant gratification. It's like, I, I will do this. I will go to a hypnotist and boom, I will not have this issue anymore. Sometimes mm. that's true. But usually there's a time lag. 
Yeah, yeah, because especially if it's something like getting rid of a, a long-standing habit, something that takes mm -hmm. years to establish, it's unlikely you can get rid of it instantly. Yeah. Uh, it takes a little bit more work than that. But no, sleep, sleep, you use the phrase sleep hygiene. Yes, that's a very mm. common phrase here. Mm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it means going to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time. You know, not not being on your iPad half an hour mm. before bed. Yeah, those are the things that would constitute sleep hygiene. Okay, so the proper kind of the mm. proper kind of routine that you should have when you get your mind and body ready to sleep. Okay, how did you manage in your previous profession? Because you were working all kinds of crazy shifts, weren't you? Yeah, and that that was an assumption. That if I was working the eleven to eleven shift, meaning finishing at eleven in the evening. I was probably going to be at the hospital for a couple of hours before I get home. So I'd be getting home around two. Then I would watch infomercials to wind down. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, of course, is considered blue light. So that's not a terribly good idea. But when I stopped work, and I, I worked nights for um, the last five years of my career. When I stopped working, my body sort of assumed if I was still awake at if i was upright at 10 o'clock mm. then i was working and it wouldn't turn off until four and it took me probably three or four years after mm. of, of not working before i really got into a sleep pattern and it got very good it's just recently they've had so much going on mm. and because this is a therapy session, everybody that's listening. And because, <laughs> and because my husband goes to work to bed so early, I'm not mm. going to bed at nine or nine thirty. So I tend, if I if I'm not watching TV, then I'm going to be on my computer. And it's like there's there's no non-blue light in my life, even with all the filters on the machines that that dim it. It's still there. Well, in the true solution focus way, I think you've already found your own answer there because you've already mentioned it. Why don't I read a book? I used to read yes, the book and fall asleep and no blue and light. <laughs> and I have tons of books I could read. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could buy <laughs> that some are fun. <laughs> that are fun. Not, not, not try and study at night either. I don't need uh, Yeah. It's got to be something that you lose, light. that you immerse yes. yourself in. Right. Right. Anyway, I promise to do better. You can yeah. check with me next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when, but when... it is, it is true. When clients come to me, mm. The second session, they almost always say how much better they're sleeping. Yeah, you give people a recording to listen to it. Yeah, time, don't you? yeah. every night. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, same here. Yeah, that that helps. But if somebody's coming with sort of a long-term sleep issue for whatever reason, um, even with the nighttime recordings, yes, that will help the process. But you know, they may need some extra work on top of that. Um, mm -hmm. For example, you know what the causes of it are, if it's stress and anxiety that's built up. We all know stress can build up slowly over a period of time, mm -hmm. can't it? I find very few people come to me and sleep is the first thing they talk about. I think it's just so common for people to be sleep deprived that they almost negate it. Mm. So they'll come and say they're getting headaches. They'll come and say they're feeling really stressed at work. They'll come and say they, they're having panic attacks. Mm. And it isn't until the second session when they say how much better it is. Yeah. But they're it's like, it's like you stop hitting yourself over the head. Oh, so the pain's gone. Amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's the that's the problem. We don't we are beginning, I believe, to pay attention to those aspects of our health. 
Mm. But for so long, particularly in the US, it's like you aren't worth anything if you're not working. Yeah, I mean, I so mean that, physically at that moment, we don't take very many vacations. Just going to say, only... it's the same. You don't take the holidays that we get over here. Um, is paternity leave even heard of over there? Very few places. Mm. Um, some I know that paternity leave is given in Delaware. Okay. Uh, because my uh, a couple who live on the next street had a baby a year February, and. The mother who works in Maryland had two months off for maternity leave and her husband had four months off for paternity leave. Wow. Paid. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good. About time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she, who actually produced said child. Yeah. Only got two months. <laughs> got two months. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. So there's those kinds of things. Um, we only did the standard vacation time for, you know, regular people is two weeks a year. We do get about one federal holiday a month, approximately. There's some months you get two and some months you don't get any, but it's about 12 a year. Um, but not everybody, if you work in a shop, you're not gonna get that time off. No, no, because so, shopping's a leisure yeah. pursuit, isn't it, these days? So <laughs> when it's a holiday, shop workers are always we working. We go shopping, yeah. yeah. So those things, um, and just in general, Americans have burned the oil at, at both ends, I mean, candle at both ends. <laughs> burn the midnight oil, burning the candle at both ends. So mix your metaphors, Denise. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So then I would hazard the guess, you know, this is, you know, why one of the reasons why you got such a big obesity problem over there, because, you know, if you don't sleep well, you can overeat. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't sleep well, your body isn't healing, it's not processing, it's not digesting properly. Your cortisol levels up. <laughs> yeah, your cortisol levels up. I mean, I, I I say it, you know, everything starts with a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. And it does, it's like you say, you get clients coming to you with a headache. And it's like, well, yeah, actually your headache's probably because you're not sleeping uh, so good. Right. But they don't realise right. that until they start sleeping better. Yeah, or they're blaming a headache, the, yeah. the lack of sleep on the, the headache. Sleep, rather, right, then, right, you're, yeah. then you're in that vicious cycle. Right. Mm, yeah. Now it, it's like, well, if you came to you right at this moment, <laughs> <laughs> what would you advise you to do? I tell me to really enjoy my holiday, which is before this is going to be aired, but after we're recording it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Both of us actually are taking taking time off right at the end of August, which is shortly upon us. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then we'll be starting our new, you know, academic year basically in September. Things will get busy again. Yeah, well, I'm oh. I'm going off on a plane for a couple of days. My first time on a plane for eight years. Can you believe it? Ooh, really? Yeah, it's not. Years. It's not a lot. It's a short flight. No, though, just just a short flight over to Belgium for the weekend. You're going to be longer at TSA than you will be on the plane. <laughs> That's okay. okay. Get, get, getting so, back. This is a hypnotherapy podcast, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> getting, getting, <laughs> getting back to it's not, it's not transportation. Okay, so. <laughs> So do you ever see clients purely for sleep? Uh, I Let me think. I don't think anybody's ever come to me and said, I need help with sleeping and just that, no. People, uh, but it has been an addition to whatever else yeah, they're doing. Yeah, I mean, whatever people come to see me for, my, my concern is getting their stress levels down because invariably mm -hmm. they're stressed. Whatever it is they come to see me for, they're, they're stressed, they're anxious, maybe whatever else it is they've come to see me for has made them anxious, i.e. it's made them stressed. So 
yeah, it, mm -hmm. the, their sleep will be affected. Um, but part of what I explain to people about how our minds work is we need our sleep. Everything starts with a good night's sleep. Yeah, um, you can cope with most things if you've had a decent Yeah, I mean, interestingly, when I get people who work shift patterns, and I mean irregular patterns, i.e. a week of working six in the morning till two in the afternoon, and then a week of working um, six at night till two in the morning, they can never get themselves in a nice, decent, long-term routine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to my mind, it, I don't know. You, you tell me what you think. Um, it would be better if they just did permanent night six till two or whatever. That would be better I, than keep I used, and changing. That was sort of why I did that because mm. I had to do a certain number of nights. So it would just make me nights. It would make it easier. Yeah. It did make it easier because very few people want you to swap with them because it means they're going to have to work nights. They'd rather ah, yeah. not. Um, but I would do sometimes six nights in a row, which is basically two weeks of work when you work 12 hour shifts, um, and then be off for a prolonged time. But of course it would take you a full day to get back in sync with the rest of the world. And those days you are off if you're still sort of on a night schedule, unless you're living in New York city, which is the city that doesn't sleep anyway, you, you know, who are you supposed to talk to? <laughs> Mm, yeah, <laughs> you, know, you can't. You know, if you, you if you if constantly switching back and forth is very unhealthy, but really being up at night period is probably unhealthy. And unfortunately, there are a lot of jobs that you have to have. You have to have police officers. You have to have ambulance people. You have to have doctors and nurses and yeah. all the other things that go along with it. And you have to have people at work at night able to feed them in their breaks. Yes, yeah. yes, all that, all that. Yeah, yeah. This. I don't know if it's stood up to the test of time, but they used to say that you should, that ideally you would do um, a morning shift, an evening shift, a night shift, and then be off for several days and then do the same thing again. So your mm. body sort of progressed through that more naturally. But you still, if it's, well, you had the day off, yeah, but you had you had a day off, most of which you were asleep for, or at least not functioning terribly well. Mm. And then you start work again. You need several days off to be able to get back into sync. Yeah, it'd be like having permanent jet lag, though. When people are sleep deprived, they mm. are as if they are drunk. And yeah. you don't have to be very sleep deprived to be. I mean, obviously, they're not talking to you like it. They don't experience it in the same way. But your reflexes are slower. People get into more car accidents. And if it's really bad, they'll fall asleep. You've probably, as I have, had sleep-deprived clients come to you to be hypnotized, and you can't keep them there. They they have to go to sleep. So yeah, yeah. They fall that, asleep in the process. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, the the one thing I do find useful um, with clients who you know need help with sleep amongst other things is just the fact, just taking them into hypnosis the first time they suddenly realize or remember they are capable of really relaxing and letting go. Cause that's and how nice it, it feels. Yeah. <laughs> and how nice it feels. I mean, because that's the thing. If you, if you're stressed, if you're anxious, if you're blue lighted, um, when you go to bed, you're not going to go into that nice deep relaxation. You're not just going to breathe and let yourself drift off. Are you perhaps mm -hmm. without a little bit of training? Um, and I've had the training. I should yeah. be doing it. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's cobbler's children. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I mean, it, it's it's about it's not just about hypnotizing people to do things. It's about encouraging the healthy behavior as well, isn't it? You know, right. a regular sleep routine pattern, um, a regular pattern of things before you go to bed. I mean, mm -hmm. for some people, having a hot bath 
can really unwind them and get them ready for sleep. And yet there's an argument to the contrary, isn't there, about mm-hmm. heating the body up just before bedtime. Yeah. Actually, I remember how, how we first decided we were going to talk about this. In the show notes, there is a link to another YouTube, uh, which is a, my friend uh, Nisha Bhupal, who is a sleep doctor. She's a psychiatrist who, who specializes in sleep, speaking to an internal medicine doctor who is a sleep doctor and a hypnotist, and they talk about hypnosis and sleep. Right, okay. It's quite so. So just, people can then listen to that one as well. <laughs> just, just for those of us that don't have a doctorate, what is, what's a doctor of internal medicine? <laughs> internal medicine is is medicine. It's very, you know, when you're either a medicine person or a, a surgeon person. So this right, is general okay. medicine, but not not family practice. They don't see children. It's adult medicine. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. With you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not a term I've heard or registered before. Yeah. Sorry. yeah it's registered. <laughs> I think I think you don't bother with it in Britain. We here GP a GP here would be family medicine here. Yeah, family doctor. Yeah. The difference being, for most family medicine people, they also have hospital responsibilities. Whereas GPs are out, outpatient. Yeah, they're just based out yeah. in, the, in the field, as it were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a similar amount of training. Mm, yeah. I mean, that was a side. That was a segue. It went yeah, somewhere weird. It okay. was, yeah. And, <laughs> it, <clears throat> yeah. You can chop it out, particularly no, no, with coffee. Absolutely not. No. 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 Absolutely not. We're not chopping it out. No. Yes, <laughs> and there's another reminder to people. It's my early afternoon. It's his bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> we are five hours time. Yeah. All right, but. Okay, think of some other things, though, that can actually lead to people's sleep difficulties that they may come and see us for. I'm thinking of things like, you know, um, those sort of negative thought patterns and beliefs mm-hmm. that people can have about themselves that can prey on the mind when they get to bed. I mean, if oh, you're a bad day at work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Somebody, somebody looking at you sideways and you take offense. I mean, there's, <laughs> there, there's so many things that trigger you that the, the person who is doing the thing mm. doesn't necessarily mean and they just may be having a really bad day too. And they'll say something and it just hits you wrong. And yeah, you're down the spiral, I mean, the spiral. I, what, I, what I always find fascinating with, with clients is when you explain to them that the sort of negative side of our brain, the primitive side is designed to see everything in the worst possible case scenario. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it's designed to do to protect us. That is very um, much like my previous career. If you see a doctor, they're going to think of the worst thing it could be, and they gradually move down. Oh, is that, is that how they do it? <laughs> of course, we have to. We we need to know what is going to kill you before we look at whether you've got a stubbed toe. I mean, not really. <laughs> we're we're pretty quick at deciding it's just a stubbed toe. But you know, you have to think of the worst thing first, and and that is the way everybody. You know, you hear a bang, somebody got shot. No, no, that was a car. You. you you yeah, run through yeah. this little pattern of what was that noise yeah. yeah but we do we automatically see everything from the worst case scenario just segue again though you've just said there the doctor will think of you know the worst possible thing it could be and then work backwards and yet mm-hmm. when it, over here in the uk when it comes to medication with nhs gps they give you the cheapest the option, first of all <laughs> and if that doesn't work then they'll give you something better yeah no it should be i i Okay. That's this, a this personal is def- opinion, this, may I say. This is this is definitely off of this is not a, a part of hypnosis. Um physicians everywhere are going to look for the cheapest way that's effective mm. to deal with the issue. So they'll they'll take the 
the the drug that works for most people unless they know you particularly well and know what that won't work for you so that's mm. why you'll get amoxicillin and then wind up with some you know fifth fifth generation version yeah um i almost defend my former <laughs> colleagues <laughs> <laughs> no i'm thinking that the budgetary requirements given out by the government that's what i'm talking about i'm not talking about the yeah. skill of the doctor at all. No. I'm just saying that they are restricted. They've got to give you the no. cheap crap first. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and this is the same thing here. The, the, oh, well, first, before you can have the hysterectomy that you clearly need, you have to have six months of birth control pills that you don't need, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. It's a, that is true everywhere. But that's definitely not a hypnosis issue. Although, if you're having pain associated with whatever that is, we may be able to help you in addition to your position. <laughs> helping yeah. you after it's been checked out by the doctor now that that's interesting actually if somebody came to see you and said i suffer with long-term back pain mm -hmm. okay my doctor's given me painkillers for it which give me a good quality but when i get to bed at night time then i can really feel the pain right yeah so yes one they should let their doctor know that that mm. whatever they're giving them isn't working it depends on why they have pain but most definitely with the doctor's blessing, I would help them with their chronic pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that's something. I mean, if you've ever had toothache, you'll know you cannot get to sleep with it. It's the worst, you know, mm -hmm. one of the worst yeah. pains ever. Toothache. Oh, I, whatever, whatever the pain is you're having at the moment, that's the worst pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a bad headache, earache, anything you can't get away from, you know, you, you, it's. But hypnosis can help you get away from it. You can learn to ignore things you don't like but mm. first of all you have to make sure that your the pain response of your body is not telling you something very important well yeah it's usually there it's for a reason, an emergency room exactly yeah. well it is originally but okay got the message thank you very much we can turn you off now and mm. we'll, we'll deal with that in the morning yeah mm. yeah well, i'm just thinking of other reasons why people would stay awake why they would lie in bed and not be able to get to sleep obviously we, we've said you know the well there's the physical the stuff we need to you you need to turn off the the light and you need to make sure you're not coughing because you forgot to dust under the bed and you know you, mm. you did all those kind of physical conditions are you eating too close to bedtime are you, are there other things there's there's a lot of just general good rules mm. that that people should um what about pay. somebody who you would perhaps deem or they would deem themselves as let's put it that way as a warrior saying they're fine until they get to bed and then they lie there worrying have a switch when they don't have they don't they don't have anything else to distract them from being worried so now they're in bed in the dark all those thoughts can crowd in mm. yeah yeah yes. i mean hypnosis can certainly help with that can't it absolutely but again they should check with their doctor because they may have a serious or more a serious serious <laughs> what kind of english is this they might have a more serious uh, complaint here. There are some yeah. some anxiety conditions that require medication, not just. Yeah, it, it is good, you know, when, when we show our human side, isn't it? And we, we, <laughs> we come out with grammatical errors. I have a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. But it, it is, um, like I say, I say it, I say it to every single client, everything starts with a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. it absolutely does and i know it's one of those old-fashioned expressions you know and it's the same with so much to do with our mental well-being and well wellness isn't it our overall well-being it's always the old-fashioned things eat well get a good night's sleep right. eat decent food regular yeah. meals allow the... your body to heal itself yeah yeah 
And that that's the other thing, of course. If we don't sleep properly, we don't heal properly. Mm-hmm. That that is, I think. I think people. Again, I like to give people an explanation of what happens whilst we're asleep. Our body heals, doesn't it? If you've got a, a cut on your hand, it does mostly the healing. I think mm-hmm. when like you're asleep, it, it, it is also what's happening in your brain whilst exactly. you're sleeping. It's cleaning itself. It sounds very weird, but it truly is. There's there's a, a surge of fluids that go through and clean out, gets rid of all those little particles that are just jamming up the works. You really do need a good five or six hours at an absolute minimum. Yeah, I mean, and, I, I and was... your your personal results may vary because some people need nine or ten. Yeah, yeah, some people do. But I always like to use computer analogies when I talk about the brain with people. And I always say it's like doing a defrag at night time. Yep. Do you remember when computers did that? <laughs> I still do it with mine periodically. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, it probably. <laughs> uh, but, what, one analogy I like to give is that the fact that when we're sleeping and we're in that REM sleep state and we're dreaming, that's when we detach the emotion from our memories. Mm-hmm. And then we can just recall it as a narrative memory without all the emotion attached to it. Uh, Which is a very useful thing to do to some, for somebody who's suffering from the effects of bad mem- memories of bad events. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even from the daytime, though. I mean, this is, again, this is an analogy I always use. If you've had an argument with somebody at work, for example, over some, nothing, nothing too life changing, you know, let's say there was an argument over who forgot to order the toner for the photocopier. Let's keep it something really yeah, bland yeah. like that. Okay. And you had a really big argument with them and you went home. <clears throat> if you got a good night's sleep, you'd, you'd sleep it off. You'd file it away without the emotion. You'd wake up the next morning thinking, maybe I overreacted a bit there. I'll go and take them for a Starbucks. Yeah. Other yeah. overpriced coffees. Aren't and quite likely, <laughs> quite likely, the argument wouldn't have happened at all if both parties had already had a decent night's yeah. sleep and were dealing with their day in a regular. Yeah, when, yes, you're going to have unpleasant exchanges with people, but sleep is so essential for good health. Yeah, and since since the 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 mm, the modality that we practice is called hypnosis, which means sleep, which is silly because that's not what you're doing. No, <laughs> but yeah, so I think that um, people should definitely go and listen to Nishi's uh, video and listen to, I can't remember her name now, it's so embarrassing, completely blanked on the woman's name, but the, the physician who is... Is it, is it on your hypnotist. podcast channel? Is it one of your Myth Magic Medicine podcasts? No, um, but I will put it, if you don't mind, I can put it on our page for the our, our I'll just put it as a, an additional recommended Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, I have to get round to listening to that myself. I yes. do enjoy your other podcasts. <laughs> we're beginning, <laughs> you were beginning to sound like one of those infomercials you were talking about that you watched <laughs> Lots and lots of practice. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've, I've got it down here on my notes. Some individuals may develop anxiety specifically related to sleep, fear of insomnia, performance anxiety around Yes, sleep. I can understand them not being able to sleep because they're scared they can't sleep. Mm. Are people are people actually frightened of sleep, or are wow. they, or is that that little death thing? Is they say, well, that's something else. But they is is that fear of loss of control? It could be. It could be. Um, I used to 
had real problems sleeping years ago, but that was when I was grossly overweight and smoked very heavily as well. Mm -hmm. They were the causes of it or, or, you know, and the lack of, again, that spiral, you know, the lack of sleep Mm -hmm. causes the, the overweight or the overweight causes the lack of sleep, who knows, but you need to get them both sorted out. Um, but I, I did start to have a fear of going to sleep for quite some time. Because you didn't think you'd wake up? Yeah, exactly that. Not a fear of dying per se. I'm not frightened of dying. We all, we all, we all do it. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just that fear of going to sleep thinking, oh, I might just sort of gag or choke. Because if you remember, I've got some bad chest things and I would mm-hmm. wake up in the night gasping for breath. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely gasping. And that sort of then gave me a bit of a fear of going to sleep. And it was just basically before I sorted myself out. Um, mm-hmm. but that, that was when it was at its worst, you know, as things were getting worse in terms of weight. Um, yeah, I, I, it wasn't sleep apnea, but I, I, I would just wake up in the night gasping for breath, mm-hmm. as in <clears throat> like that. But I think that was the, uh, the obesity. Horrible. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. But hypnosis helped you with that too. Did oh, you notice... Did you notice your sleep patterns getting better as you dropped weight? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I noticed, I mean, th- this was the thing. I mean, with a lot of it with me was self-hypnosis. And this was where I learned in the daytimes when I was practicing and, and doing everything. It was like, wow, this is actually quite good. And then I would go to bed at nighttime. And it was like I would look forward to going to sleep rather than being frightened of it. Um, it was like, yeah, I want to go into that nice state again. That nice, mm-hmm. dreamy, drifting off and being all at peace state, um, you know, and, and not be frightened of waking up in the night gasping. But that was as the weight came off. I mean, it, it was a lot of weight to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When did you, what, how much had you lost at the point where you realized that it was Probably working? about, I got rid of about three stone of it, of the nine stone. So about 40 pounds. So the four, I, that would be, that would be my goal, so... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a long time to wait because I mean, obviously, the more you have to lose, the faster it will come off in it initially and it slows down. Yeah. But so, how long? How long did it take you to lose that first forty? I mean, I'm asking a lot now. It's a ways back. Probably about six months because I did it slowly, as opposed to well, all the slow stupid as... crash diets I've done in the past. Yes, but it's still. I, I said it comes off faster at first. I don't mean you lose ten pounds a week. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. but it is faster at the beginning because it's a percentages thing. Yeah, not just... I mean, I can't remember the exact point where all of a sudden it was like I started to look forward to going to sleep, mm-hmm. um, and waking up refreshed. Now that that yes. was something I hadn't nice. experienced for a lot of years. Yeah. Did you have to? Did you go through a lot of dragging yourself out of bed in the morning, sort of feeling, or? Oh. Yeah, I used to sort of get myself out of bed and it was like literally, literally 10 cigarettes and three cups of coffee before I could even speak to anybody. <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot of abuse your body was taking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was terrible, terrible with the cigarettes. Terrible. When did you start smoking? When did I start? When I mm. was, I tried my first one when I was about nine years old, but I started smoking properly when I was about 14. How did you get hold of the one when you were nine? Somebody just left them lying around or did well, somebody actually encourage you? It was England. At you nine? Them, you could buy them in the shop. You just go in and say they're for my dad and they'd sell them you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I started smoking properly when I was about 14. Um, 
And I was very quickly up to 40 a day. By the time I was 18, I was smoking 40 a day and then did <clears throat> basically all my adult life until I stopped, which was 2013. That's a long time. So I was smoking for over 40 years. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm still paying the price. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, I mean, you are obviously much healthier than you were when oh, you were. I can walk that, four but... miles uphill, no problem now. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Di different. I couldn't get up the stairs ten years ago. Literally, yeah. couldn't get up the stairs without grabbing for my ventolin. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And hypnosis helped him lose the weight. <laughs> yeah, hypnosis helped me lose the weight. It also helped me rearrange things in terms of setting healthier habits all around healthier lifestyle habits and um, not just the sleeping it was the weight loss it was the smoking it was everything we've rattled on enough and, yeah and, and that, that and is next... what yeah that is what the show is always about though it's two hypnotherapists yes. talking and we go around in circles and we repeat ourselves and we go off topic and that's what it's all about. the time and we have a small remember... very beautiful and loyal audience and thank you for watching another episode <laughs> <laughs> And that audience, should they be in need of hypnosis themselves, and sometimes hypnotherapists are in need, can contact either of us through the contact information below, <laughs> or just ask us for rep for a reputable person in your area. Yeah, Both of us absolutely. know quite a lot of people now. So yeah, absolutely. We and we've got people. guests on this series as well. We'll have a guest on next week. We I'm not sure who yet, but we will have guests on this series, hopefully from uh, far and wide, like last time. We had them mm -hmm. from all parts of the states didn't we mm -hmm. yeah and the US, uh, uk and even iran so yeah. yeah iran as well that's right yeah of course yeah. um so yeah I've, I've, i'm not quite sure who we've got lined up yet for this series but we will have hypnotherapists from different areas of hypnotherapy in different areas of the world and they'll be bringing... and, and and they ramble a little less than you and i because yeah. we just talk to each other all the time so yeah. anyway that's what it's called two hypnotherapists <laughs> talking and we uh, are see you <laughs> okay. on the next one bye <laughs> Bye. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.